0: Hey there folks, welcome back to Classic Camera Revival and we are a whole group of gearheads, but we have probably between us enough cameras to start a used camera shop of our own, but oftentimes one of the biggest things we face is what cameras do we want to bring into a given any given situation. We all have our favorites we have the ones that we go to we have the lenses we have the films we have the developers to today we've compiled a list of 10 different situations and we're going to go around the group and discuss what we would bring into those situations so i guess that's my cue to roll the intro
1: welcome to the classic camera revival coming to you from the greater toronto hamilton region of ontario canada If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode.
0: Like I said in the introduction, we are going to go through 10 different situations and discuss what we would bring, um, camera gear, lens, film, and then how we would develop it and some of these situations we go through every day some of them we hope we never have to go through so we're going to start off with something that is very familiar to the group and that's going on photo walks so bill why don't you start us off what would you bring to a photo walk
1: okay um contrary to some people i know i try to only bring one camera and a couple of lenses what would i bring to a photo walk like these days it's mostly 35 mil because again it's like if I'm leading the walks, you know, I I, I do I, I pick a route that's got a lot of interesting subject matter. So yeah, I'm going to fill a role easily. So generally, I'm rolling with I don't know. It could be an Icon FE2. It could be uh, the 28 AIS 2.8 518 or 514 105 2.5 is a basic three lens setup. But the same could be said in Canon with the, the equivalent like a a new F1 or an F1 with the 514. The 28F2 or twenty-eight f two or two point eight, and the eighty-five one eight or the one hundred two point eight. So it really, you know, and go along, and those focal lengths will cover probably about ninety-five percent of what you want. Because you want the one hundred five for portraiture, but also some selective landscapes, or you want a situation where you're doing a streetscape and you want some compression. Yeah, the one hundred five or the one hundred, or even a one thirty-five will take care of that. And if you're doing thirty-five um you know you need something wide the 28 will take care of it now if you want to go super duper light, you can either go with a 35 f2 and either an 85 or a 105 lens and just go the two lens setup slightly wider slightly longer and you're set and i've done that in the past uh particularly with nikon and canon because Canon, i have a canon 35 f2 chrome nose in fd mount that's just like the best lens i've ever shot with period and the 100 f 2.8 and then again in Nikon land I got the 35 f2 and about three different mounts actually four with the AFD and then I've got an 85 f 1.8 both AI converted and AF mount and so you know I've got stuff those are the focal lengths I would like to take with and then it's sort of like insert camera body here uh 120 I haven't really taken a 120 camera with me on a photo walk because again I want to take more than 12 shots but if I'm by, by myself and it's like, yeah, then I'll, I might sub that in, like my Rolly flexes.
0: Mm-hmm. And what sort of films would you
1: bring along? Oh, depending on light. Uh, generally, summertime will be leaned towards one hundred ISO. Either Electra uh, Electra one hundred from Flick Film, um, Pro Image one hundred from Kodak, or even Ektar one hundred. Um, and black and white, well, we've, we're spoiled for choices. Cosmo Mono 100, Orwell UN54, which I'm still working off a bulk roll of, and uh, Rolly RPX100 or Ilford FP4. Hmm. Any one of those uh, in the color sphere. Or if it's, you know, an overcast day, I'd probably reach for the SINSTILL 400D. Nice, nice. James, what about you?
2: Okay, so I am going to approach this from the sense that I it is a surprise photo walk. Uh, not exactly sure where I'm going, but let's assume urban environment as opposed to nature and landscape, because then I'd kind of maybe pick something else. And um, yeah, and I'm going to say I'm going to be doing this on a limited budget. So the way I would approach this would be a 35 and a 35. And by that, I mean any 35 millimeter camera of your choice, whatever you can afford, whatever makes sense to you if it has a meter that works i would you know get one with a meter otherwise you know um you can use the sunny 16 rule um and a 35 millimeter lens because that's pretty much i think the magical focal length for everyone uh you take two steps forward you have a 50 millimeter you take two steps back you've got you know a a a 20 uh, you know 18 to 20 millimeter lens um so or a 28 let's say um if I had a little bit of extra money perhaps an 85 um and notice I've purposely skipped the 50 because if you're going to spend your money you might as well get a 35 and an 85 because the foot zoom will pretty much get you a 50 and in terms of perspective view the difference between 35 and 50 isn't that much anyway so save your money travel light go 35. Um, like I said, the most underrated 35 millimeter camera in my opinion, Nikon FA. You can get one of those things, you know for a bag of chips and a can of pop these days and you know given the grocery store prices, you know, half a stick of butter, you know uh, So that's what I would do in terms of film. Uh, that's an interesting question. I, again, I would probably go middle of the road. Um, and funny thing that and and middle of the road for me, means a 200 speed film so perhaps a super pan um by Roly uh, would be a really interesting choice and the reason i would say super pan um, is because it's got a pretty good uh latitude um, and also very good contrast and the grain structure is also really good so again another less i i shouldn't say less popular but perhaps a little bit of a lesser known uh film that's out there or less commonly used film um Ideally, uh, if you don't know where you're going, where you're going to be, bring a couple rolls of 100 ISO black and white. Um, if you can find the old stuff or you want to spend some money, some across. But if not, you know, go with a TMAX 100, go with a modern day uh film uh and um i would probably go with an hp4 uh because hp4 in my opinion handles a little bit better in terms of pushing and pulling than triax does uh so that would be my choice if you're going to go in the you know on a photo walk not really sure where you're going not really sure the subject matter that gives you a lot of flexibility gives you the lightweight and um will get you some really great images nice nice yes how about you
3: So I think I'm kind of in between Bill and James here, and I would actually bring two cameras personally for myself, um, and I'd bring one 35 millimeter camera and one medium format camera, because I can't go anywhere without a medium format camera these days, Um, so I would probably bring my OM one with the nifty 50 lens unlike James, (laughs) because that's just one of my favorite lenses. It's just gorgeous. And it's a really nice focal length to be able to do all kinds of things with. Um, I've shot a lot of like festivals and street stuff on a 50 millimeter lens, and I really liked it. So because I'm so used to that focal length, that's what I would bring. Um, And for medium format, it would be my Rolleiflex 2.8 E. I am just in love with that camera. Not exactly a budget camera, but it was my like white whale dream camera. And it's just wonderful. <laughs> but where I would try to go a little cheaper would probably be my film. Um, I love Kentmere 400. I am, especially in 120, I am just so in love with that. I used to shoot a lot of HP5 but I find that Kentmere 400 is just that little bit cheaper and it's so beautiful. You can get very, very similar results to HP5. It can be pushed, it can be pulled. It's got lots of latitude. It's such a great film, very versatile. Um, But I would probably bring a roll of color in 35 millimeters so this is where I'd spend a little bit more because the other day I okay I haven't bought color film in a really long time and the other day I was out shopping and I saw the prices and oh my goodness <laughs> I almost had a heart attack <laughs> I was like wow I think I need to start shooting just black and white or just never buy color again I don't know but I would probably get like a roll of Max if I could Um, because it's just, again, such a versatile film and it renders colors very nicely. And it would suit just about any situation. If it's a little cloudy or if it's like a variable kind of weather day, a little bit of clouds, a little bit of sun, even if you go indoors, but there's good lighting, you can still kind of get away with just about anything with a
4: 400-speed film. So that's what I would stick with. May I just bring an iPhone? I'm just kidding. Um, What I would probably do which is going to be kind of interesting a little bit of a departure from most of y'all but i guess this doesn't really come as that much of a surprise uh, i don't go on a lot of photo walks to begin with but i probably this camera i bring is like just like a portable 35 so like uh alice gave me the olympus stylus epic and then i got one from Marielle earlier this year just like a little so that can kind of fit into a pocket that's kind of what the camera would bring i'm not very fancy it has like kind of like some model features which makes it a lot easier for me because I am distracted by the shiniest of objects (laughs) especially when going out and like meeting new people or just like going on photo walk so for me anything that I can just like either throw into a pocket or into a purse or in a side bag that's kind of what I would be more inclined to go towards so just like yeah the the olympus stylus it's probably going to be my go-to camera um, for a photo walk and also I think that they're very much under like appreciated in a sense because like i love the nikon series i love nikon fe that was like my first camera ever used and if it wasn't for the fact that my fe has the worst light leaks ever i would probably take that out like all the time but i just find that simplicity and the fact that i don't have to think too too much about it um just like a pocket a very easy like pocket camera like point and shoot um is kind of my go-to camera that would that would take Similar with uh, James, kind of depending on situation, if I don't really know where I'm going, I'm probably going to go for a 400-speed film um, for me because I do like color. Uh, I would probably go for either uh, Kodak, like Kodak Gold, uh, CP, or like the Color Plus, Um, whatever I have (laughs) in my film fridge because um, I'm not made out of money. (laughs) So that is probably the route that I would take. And also just because I find that I do like, black and white but I think there's just something just kind of fun and kind of exciting about color film especially if it's like expired and then I think more so because if it's if it's expired because then when the colors don't turn out the way you thought it would because of the situation the lighting then you can kind of just blame it on it being expired and it's just be like yeah it's artistic it's fine it's beautiful it's wonderful um I used to develop my own color film too like a long long time ago like way back in the day but uh, I will probably just drop it off at either Burlington camera or downtown camera, but that's very likely the uh, route I'd go. Uh, part of me really wants to say I bring a Polaroid because that just seems like very classic me, but I'm, once again, not made out of money. So it's a lot harder for me to justify eight shots for like 30 bucks. But mm. um, like I said, more likely just like something I can easily put into like a pocket. Um if I have a better idea like what the situation is going to be, like if I know it's gonna be like a nice bright day, I know there's gonna be lots of people, I would probably bring uh, an Instax over like a Polaroid uh, just because it's a lot more um, cost efficient. And just because it's a lot less, it's a lot more like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, consistent in the developing. So that is likely for a, a photo walk the route that I would go.
0: Totally. Well. I would I would again I would bring um, a 35 millimeter in a medium format. Um, my 35 millimeter would be my Maxim 9 and I would I would take a zoom lens. I'd take the uh, 28 to 135 um, secret handshake. Um, the reason is it you can do that wide shot if you want to catch the full-on buildings or any landscapes you're in 135 you can get some nice compression you can catch the details you can do nice photos of people. Um, my medium format camera, Again, I'd go with my Roloflex. The reason is it has a meter built into it, so I don't have to be fiddling with taking exposure readings when I when you're moving. Um, Film-wise, I would go 35 millimeter. I'd bring Foma Pan films. I'd either bring 100 or 400. The reason is it's cheap, so you can afford to bring two, three rolls, and either 100 or 400 depending on the lighting situation. And then for 120, I would go with Kenmere. I would definitely take Kenmere 400. And it would sort of all be the same film and film stock. And it would. I would shoot it all the same way. The reason is, is I could, I can put two rolls of 35 millimeter into a tank and just get it off so that I'm not spending a lot of time afterwards um, developing film. And again, it depends on what I've done with the film, how and what I would develop it in. Okay. Next one up is landscape photography and we are going to start of course with Jess.
3: <laughs> well, this is um this is a pretty easy one for me. <laughs> I'm but I would actually have to choose between two cameras because I cannot actually bring the two cameras with me at the same time. I only weigh like 100 pounds, so I cannot carry both at the same time. But it would be a toss-up between my Mamiya RB67 or my Intrepid 4x5. Um, I would love to be able to bring both. Absolutely. And I would just get every single situation. Uh, But I would probably just kind of see what sort of day it is, you know if the colors are bright if there's a lot of colors on the trees i would bring the intrepid and just get the nice wide shots of the woods uh or wherever i am in in my i'm usually in the woods for for landscape so that's that's what i would do is try to get the more like broad shots with the intrepid and then um if it's like if there's like maybe less colors because it's not like it's later in the fall or winter uh, or even spring, I would probably bring the Mamiya RB67 because it's a little easier to hand hold if I need to, but also if I want to get like lower down on the ground. Um, and get like mushrooms or flowers or some of the smaller things that you can find. Then I can get in close. I can literally put the camera on the ground. I've done it a bunch of times or sometimes even just in my lap. And I can get in really close with my with my 90 millimeter lens and get all kinds of nice little tiny details. So those are the two cameras I would bring. Film, now that gets a little trickier. Ektar 100 is one of my favorite films. Uh, for for landscapes, and I think in one tw- uh, not one twenty um, in black and white. This is hard because I really love uh, Kodak TXP three twenty in sheet film, and in one twenty. Well, I do really love Kentmere, but I would probably shoot more for like Ilford FP four. I think that would be those would be my options. Um, so that would be pretty much
0: nice. Well, I, I would also, um, I would probably 90% of the time with landscapes, I would bring a a large format camera, my uh, crown graphic, um, all the lenses I have for it. Um, but I would probably most of the time stick to either my 125 millimeter or 150 millimeter lens, because again, I like those wide shots, um, film again, depends on the situation, but it would probably be either FP4 or HP5. And hands down, they'd be developed in uh, 510 Pyro because you just want to get the most out of your images and you have that big negative already. And I, I truly blame Matt Mirage for my love of doing large format landscape work. It's not what I do all the time, but when I do, it's definitely large format in Pyro. Um, Chris, what would you shoot on uh, for landscapes?
4: for a landscape uh I was like looking over at the cameras i have like to the side of me slash you know the ones i'm dreaming of um honestly probably for landscape i'd probably go for the rolly 2.8 because uh mostly mm-hmm. because of the waist level viewfinder for me but also just because i guess partially mostly for me for nostalgia reasons because when i think about that camera i think about my dad and i think about just like how he kind of approached photography, which is also really weird because he didn't do a lot of photography, but whenever he did, he had like a very specific, I can't explain it, but he had like a very like methodical way of how he did it. And so, especially because like I've gone through like our basement and like looking at old photos, there's like something kind of like magical about like the 2.8, like Rolly. And also just because like the 2.8 lets a little bit more light in, probably film-wise Ektar 100, because like Jess says, it's just like a beautiful film, but very likely, I'd probably do the, the roly 2.8. It's probably going to be like my go-to for that. Um, if I was to do like a 35 millimeter, I'd probably take the Nikon FP because like I said before, it's just like a, a wonderful camera. Probably a 35 mil- millimeter lens because that's the only lens I have for it. Um, but similar, I turn 100 most likely is what I would shoot with it. Um, maybe, depending if I'm feeling adventurous, maybe CineStill but unlikely, because I think sometimes when you shoot still in really weird situations, it comes really fun. And I really like playing with like weird films sometimes whenever I do have the the kick or the urge. But yeah, I think like my first thought when you when you said like landscape, my first thought was like the Rolly 2.8, just because I think that would be for like kind of like carrying it, uh the waist level viewfinder and just like the way that you kind of can like focus on like I think that's probably my go-to actually. Yeah. Well, I didn't think I'd say that.
0: Wow. Interesting. Nice. Square for landscape. That's that very cool. Bill, what about you? What would you bring for uh, landscape work?
1: Okay. Landscape work, let's just say for sake of argument, this is my annual photography retreat in Northern Muskoka. What am I packing in the bag? It'll most likely either be my Dakane or Think Tank camera backpack. Uh, The 35mm kit will most likely either be a Nikon F4S or the F5, because I want matrix metering. And I'm going to roll the 28-105 AFD lens, the 70-210, which is sort of the step down from the 80-200, but it's lovely glass, anyway, sliced. And I'd probably toss in the AFD 22.8 for that. And of course, it'll probably be either well for lower light situations Kodak Ultramax 400 I get around goes for portrait but I find Ultramax 400 much easier to scan for some odd reason with my workflow and then 100 speed film it's definitely Ektar 100 ride or die I might be brave and take Atlanta uh, the Atlanta film Company's at 100 with me uh in 120 I would take my 3.5 f rolly flex and that baby will be fed rolly rpx 100 or four hundred. keep it simple. I know how to process that. Six ways to Sunday. Now on the 35 mil, if I was going to run black and white, it would be ADOX CHS 102. Nice. Yeah.
0: You know, keep it simple. And James, what about you?
2: All right. Well, geez, landscape is such a broad category of photography, isn't it? Um, so uh this is probably the only time I'm gonna say two cameras, but I'm not gonna dwell on the on the first camera too much. So the first camera would be the Texas a Fuji GSW 690 mm-hmm. version one through three, whatever, whatever, whatever is in your in your stable. Um, but that would be the one with the 65 millimeter lens for landscape. Um, and that's if you're sort of getting into a portable situation. And of course, if I'm shooting landscape 10 out of 10 times, I have a tripod. I do not shoot landscape from the hip. Um, because I I just want to be more creative with longer exposures and things like that with landscape obviously you're going to need a tripod for that um like like Jess and and uh and Alex it would be uh four by five I would be shooting my uh um I have and i be again I bring my entire lens collection so I have a 90 to 210 um probably shooting a lot in the normal range so that would be 150 for my uh um my um my uh, rig um, potentially a little bit at the 90 range, and then if I wanted to get a little closer to things, 210. I do have a 180 Nikkor lens, which is a beautiful lens, but that's too sort of in between between the the 150 and the and the 210s. So you know, it gets limited use unless I'm doing something specific with it. Um, in terms of film, um, if I'm going color landscape, it's go chrome or go home. Provia 100, baby. 100 of the time um I don't like to shoot c41 in landscape um uh just I, I just prefer the look of a positive film when I when I shoot landscape uh just speaks to me a little bit better I think um in terms of shooting medium format it would be pan f50 again another um lesser used film that's out there there's you know so much you know pan f is such a beautiful film I just wish it was a little bit more popular and I certainly wish they had it in sheet film and they they don't have it in four by five I don't know if they if you can order it in four by five with the with the ultra wide uh I
0: I don't think you can I think they have tried to do pan f in four by five but it wasn't stable enough
2: yeah which is too bad because it it is a beautiful low ISO film Yeah, I, w- I would be going low and slow, and that would be RPX 25. Nice. Which, by nice. the way, 4x5 is something spectacular. Let oh. Me- oh,
0: yeah, totally. Okay, so we're going to stick with James first for the first one next, because he is our local scout leader, because we're going camping.
2: Uh-huh. What would you bring? Okay, so camping, you're going to want to pack light um and you're gonna want to pack cheap because man let's face it shit gonna get broken when you go camping um so gosh that's a good question again it's similar to uh to street photography but i will take alex's uh advice and go with like say a 28 to 105 zoom um and uh gosh let me think what in the 35 millimeter range so yeah an fe a spotmatic anything like that and depends really your skill level too and what you wanna do when you go camping. you are gonna take a lot of snapshots. Hey, um, you know, a point and shoot, nothing wrong with any of the point and shoots um, uh, that are out there. Uh, gosh, I, I don't even know what comes to mind. But uh, As long as it's light and a zoom lens, you don't need to worry about flash. Get something that takes AA batteries or button cells that are common um nothing that's got obscure cells that you're not going to be able to you know have spares of and carry around in the middle of the of the woods um and i would probably stick with a pretty versatile 400 speed film kind of a catch-all and that would likely be hp5 i would probably bring a few rolls of hp5 and fp4 uh, with me um, if I was going black and white now if I'm doing color and I'm going camping it would be uh, if you can still get it uh, Fuji Pro 400 H would be uh, an ideal film for that hmm, nice how about you Chris what would you bring camping
4: uh how long are we camping for that's kind of my first question for you
2: you
0: get to decide exactly how you're uh you're camping
4: so this is probably gonna be an unpopular opinion I'd bring a disposable camera Nice. For the exact same reason that James said, stuff is going to get broken. And if my only two camping trips I've ever done in my life has taught me anything, things are going to get broken real fast. So, um, <laughs> um, honestly, I probably would bring a disposable camera um, because I already know that my conditions and my shooting style is not going to be um, the most ideal. And I think that sometimes when you get disposable cameras, it forces you to be a little bit more creative because you already know you're working with a very, like, limited, what's the, what's the nice word I'm looking for in this situation? Um, You're not working with the nicest of equipment. Um, I think you could do a lot with it, and I've seen a lot of really cool stuff on, you know, the Instagrams and the TikToks, you know, all the things that these youngins are doing nowadays, but uh, I would probably bring a disposable camera um, if I was going for more than, like, a week uh, I would probably same thing James said too I would bring a point-and-shoot camera something that would probably take either like a double-a batteries or something probably the style is epic um, and I would bring some type of probably color film just because of camping I think you know woods I think um I think total memory. so I think hmm. something that could really capture a lot of colors a lot of like kind of like vibrancy because I would probably be thinking taking photos around like sunset sunrise um, so I will probably bring either like a point and shoot because I know that something I could throw into a pocket, throw into a side bag. It's like not very heavy, or like a disposable camera just because I know that I am not, I'm i I'm I'm a, I'm a clumsy person <laughs> in reality. So I think with a disposal camera, especially, um, there's a lot of things that are kind of out of your control. I think that also just kind of makes it almost gives me a little bit more freedom to be a little bit more creative. Um, I recently went to BC. And I took one of those Lomography, like simple use cameras and
0: nice.
4: having, even for that one, having like the different um, filters you could use for like the flashes was just kind of like, that was like enough creativity for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. I probably would bring a disposal camera or failing that, uh, a very simple point and shoot. And probably, um, yeah, probably just like Kodak Golda or whatever <laughs> the equivalent of that is, probably Lomo. Uh, the lomo 400 like stock film is probably what i would end up bringing nice how about you bill hmm. sort of
1: two minds part of me wants to say roll with like a with a nikon f90x with the 518 afd lens just 50 50 it's a point and shoot that's the end of it and the rationale behind it is AA batteries are available anywhere well, okay, maybe not in the middle of Algonquin Park, but if you're stopping at that gas shell gas station at the corner of 35 and 60 in Dwight, they have double A's, just for the record. Um, and or alternately, if I really want to go super duper light, Rolly 35 with either a 42.8 sonar or the 43.5 Tessar or the Schneider Zenar lens, doesn't matter. And then just pack again, as Chrissy suggested kodak gold 200 it's it's film that you don't have to keep in a fridge until like 20 minutes before you use it like certain other pro emulsions it's not slide film so again it's like you've got a lot of latitude to play with in case you get things get sloppy so yeah it's either the f90x or the rolly 35 if i really need to travel light i'd say the rolly 35 but if there's room for it an F90X with the AFD 51.8 and the thing is with that camera yeah it's getting a little more expensive to replace but it's not the end of the universe it's not an Nikon F6 it's an F90X it you know it 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 goes to camera Valhalla you'll be more upset about losing the film than the camera itself same thing with the 518 AFD lens they're so dirt common you know, again you're you're more annoyed about losing the film than you are the camera <laughs> that might be a different game with the really 35s because there's a higher resale val- resale value for that but it really kind of sort of depends what your priorities are if you're valuing late weight or the lack thereof yeah the really 35 is what you want to play with whereas if you're willing to pack something a tad bulkier the f90x or for our american friends the n90s because they're special uh and the AFD-51.8. So either or. You can go even cheaper and just go the AF-51.8. You don't have to deal with the D. Mm There you go. And Jess, how about you?
3: Well, first of all, I don't know what kind of camping trips you guys go on. I don't break stuff when I go camping. Careful. Um, (laughs) uh, Now, for this, I actually had to think pretty hard about it because I was like, what cameras would I actually want to bring camping? Uh now on the farm I do live in a trailer so technically i'm like camping all the time, but anyways we'll say we're on an actual trip with a tent and in maybe a national park or something. Um, I would actually bring again the om one except this time I would steal jody's 35 millimeter lens uh, and just kind of go documentary style on it just capture everything that's going on around me, maybe Jody fumbling with the tent or something, <laughs> whatever, you know, trying to start a fire, stuff like that. Um, and it would be, I think, a really fun focal length to play with. Um, that I would load with either HP5 or Camp Mirror 400, because then I could shoot in any situation. I could push it at night if I wanted to do some stuff around a campfire. Um, and I can also shoot it in the day at 400 speed. And I've got all my bases covered, but I would also bring, and this is the weird one. I would also bring my Lomo Instant Wide. I have the Central Park Edition. So it came with like special lens attachments. So I've got like a, a close up, a 90 and like a longer one. And then it's got all kinds of like, it's got like the split screen. So you can do like half a shot and oh, then the turn splicer. it around. Yeah, and turn it around yeah. and then get the other half so you can play around with that. Plus it's got the colored gels for the flash. So then you can also play around with all of that and it's such a fun camera to use. Plus and it comes with a remote. So you can like actually use it from further away and do like self portraits and you could set up really weird stuff with lights and do long exposures um I did one by the fire a couple years ago and Jody went behind me and like took his cell phone light and I was controlling it through the remote control. I pushed when to start and when to stop and it turned out really cool. So nice. you, you could be super creative, especially around a campfire where you've got like fun, warm lights and, you know, glowing faces and stuff like that. So it's a fun camera to use. Nice. That's, nice. That's be-
0: so last time I went camping, I was actually also photographing an 1812 reenactment. So I had all my expensive cameras and all my expensive lenses with me and thankfully it survived because again i was in a fixed tent the whole time and because the inside of my tent isn't period appropriate i keep my tent closed during the day um but again if i was just doing a regular camping trip i would probably bring my uh, f65 but the first thing i would buy with it would be the uh, mb17 battery grip because it would allow me to power it with double a batteries And the lens, uh, I would probably go with either just the straight up 28 millimeter F 2.8 or um, the 28 to 105 zoom lens if I need a little bit of extra reach. Um, If I was actually going on a backpack camping trip, um, my Minolta Weathermatic 35 DL. It's a weatherproof camera. Um, You have two focal length, 35 millimeter or 50 um, built in flash um, weather sealed. Um, the problem with both these cameras is that it they solely rely on DX coded film or it just defaults to 100. So the film I would bring would be Cinestill BWXX. Um, lots of, lots of latitude, DX coded cylinders, and I would develop in Ilphatec HC at a 1 to 63 dilution. Just works really well and just good for any given situation. All right. Um, portraits 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 and again we're going to start with james
1: ah,
2: god so many choices so so many choices oh i have two favorites um all right i won't dwell on the first one too much but it would be um um a hasselblad um of your choice anything in the 500 series um with either one of two lenses the um uh the distagon um what is it that would be the 50 no not the distagon sorry the um the one is it 100 sonar the, the one the 100 sonar is it is it a 100 focal length I think it's a 100 anyway it would be the sonar uh lens or more ideally the 120 macro lens was is would be what I would be shooting portraits with with the um uh with the Hasselblad and it would be only believe it or not i would be shooting portraits with it with tri trix 400 um but in all practicality my favorite rig for shooting portraits is uh my pentax 672 um with the 105 um 2.4 on it um with the ae head and the reason i say that is cuz it's such a number one the glass is in- incredible uh and the um uh, the AE head allows you to quickly compensate uh, for lighting within three stops, one way or the other, without having to fiddle around with the camera too much. Um, so, depending on you know how front lit your subject is, how backlit they are, etc., you have really really quick controls at, at your fingertips for it um if i'm doing black and white hands down double x um i don't think you know uh, there is no substitute for that when it when you want a really sort of glamorous like beautiful contrast uh excellent to- tonal range uh, really i mean double x developed in d96 um is kind of the bee's knees i think uh for that um Again, if I'm going to be doing um, portrait work um, in the color space, I would say now that's a tough one, probably Portra 400. Um, It would be a toss up, I think, between Portra 400 um, or perhaps actually even Portra 160. Um, It'd be Portra 160, Portra 400 and Pro 400 H would be my three film choices, uh, depending on what I was after. But um, yeah if you have the opportunity to shoot a good copy of the um of the 105 2.4 um you really you'd be astounded as to, uh, to the quality of the portrait uh, portraits that you get with that lens so mm. those would be my choices
0: nice nice um i would probably just stick with 35 millimeter um simply because i know a lot of people want um a lot of images to choose from when doing portrait work 35 millimeter gives you the best bang for your buck. Um, I'd go with my f/5. Um, I would bring the 35 millimeter f/2, the uh, 85 millimeter 1.8, and the 105 f/2 um, film. Um, if they're paying me a lot of money, I would definitely go with Tri-X. I would probably rate it at 200 and develop it in Rodinal, one to fifty dilution. Um, gives a lot of really nice contrast, keeps good sharp edges, but it doesn't exaggerate the grain too much. If it's just for like personal use, um, definitely Eastman Double X, and would again develop it in um, tech HC 1 to 63 dilution. Um, again, the 35 millimeter is great for like the environmental stuff. Um, it's wide without not being too wide like the uh, 28 would be, um, and again the f2 if you get nice and close to the subject you can throw that background still out of focus Um, i've used it at weddings for like dance floor like the uh, couple's first dance works really well Um, and then the 85 you can still be close enough to your subject um, to be able to better direct them and then 105 for like sort of the head shoulder stuff um anyone else have anything to uh add I saw the look on Jess's face when I said portraits.
3: Well, I was gonna say, are we talking about portraits of trees? Because then I've got tons <laughs> to talk about. But talking, Jess, about my dear,
4: whatever, people. whatever portrait you want to take a photo. Whatever. of my
3: my cats, yeah, your yeah. Why not? Yeah. A bit
4: How would you from. photograph your cat?
3: How would I photograph my cat? Um, actually, Roly two point eight E. Nice. My cat looks fantastic on 6.6
0: <laughs> <laughs> What film?
3: He's a sophisticated fellow. <laughs> so I feel I would have to spend a little bit more. Ooh, portrait. And I would probably have to. No, I would have to go Delta four hundred. Oh, interesting. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I've recovered from my brain fart. The lens I was referring to for Hasselblad is the Sonar one hundred and fifty f four.
0: Okay. Uh, so yeah, the one hundred millimeters, of Planar
2: is a planar yes and and yeah. ideally it would be the 120 macro is what mm. i would think for four portraits but um yeah i have four cats jess so i i i know um i don't think i've met all of your cats i've only seen one oh there's I had one no, a,
4: you get four of them
2: yeah well yeah yeah the one that you met is a real suck hole he will um you know he will run to the first human that he thinks oh there you go there you go that uh that might have food on them. So uh, you know, he's he's always looking to eat that guy. But um yeah, god, yeah, portraits. I mean, like, gosh, there's so many cameras I would choose from. Oh yeah. Like, don't even get me if it was 35, it'd be my F six and my 85 1.4. But um, you know, like there's just so many you can you can choose from. I nice. like the
4: goose, if if money was not an issue at all, the goose FP one hundreds one hundred C. Oh, there awesome. you go. it's just it's it's so wonderful and beautiful and it makes me cry that it's no longer around but holding on to those last few boxes um, for like one more close box. to my heart
2: one more box for you i think it's a 3000b though bill
4: I, I, I have an, an been idea been doing for a lot that more portraits
0: the
2: these days yeah of joanne
1: well, yeah
0: how I do you usually
1: what my, what my, camera my do you like to use my Mutes, uh it's funny um Nine times out of 10, I'm like, especially if I'm with the Frugal Film Project, there's always a frame that Joanne's on it. And it's usually just the nifty 50 and I'm shooting cat 400 in it with a yellow filter on the lens. Now, that said, most recently, um, I sort of a few weeks ago, I went into town on a Tuesday evening, just to surprise Joanne, we went down to the Her neighborhood farmers market i have my nikon fm with me a black black fm with the 35 f2 and the ai converted 8518 and i think i took the portrait on the 35 f2 and i was using japan camera hunters street pan 400 rated at 200 iso and processed in d76 one to one the results are sitting on my personal feed on facebook and in the toronto film shooters facebook group and it's like everyone's going uh wow now that's just an off-the-cuff portrait. Now if you're asking me, Bill, do you want to do a headshot session? Yeah, I'm probably going to roll the F5, the 85AF 1.8, and color, again, Ultramax 400 because I don't like fighting the Ortra. Or if it's black and white, probably, again, ADOX CHS 102. Um, Lena and Mirko, you owe me the case of... Uh, because <laughs> i'm referencing this film so much in this episode but again it's the end results sort of speak for themselves it's like that sort of nice sort of it, it sort of gets the tonality you wanted of a portrait quiet get, grain structure i i don't as much as i love across in 120 i almost find it it's too low grain and you're left going how the hell do I focus it when I'm enlarging on an enlarger? It's like <laughs> I need something as a sort of frame of reference so I can get it in focus, <laughs> if that makes any sense.
0: Okay. We're going to start with Jess on uh, this one because music festivals.
3: Oh, yay. So the only thing I would bring is my Canon F1. The n- Sorry, but it's going to be the nifty 50. At- well, no, actually, it's not the nifty 50 because it's technically the 51.4. And I think the Nifty Fifty is the 1.8. Yeah, yeah. So it would be my it would be the 1.4 lens. Um, and unfortunately, they don't make the film that I used to love shooting so much, Agfa Vista 400. Rest in Um, but <laughs> I would probably bring, I'd say Ultra Max if I could find a consistent uh, stock because it's not always there. I would buy up a bunch of rolls, and it would just be the F1. Ultra Max, and I could get any situation where like daytime outside or nighttime inside and push the film. That's what I would do straight up. And when pushing color film, what I tend to do is I'll um, expose it at 1250 and then have it developed at 1600 so that I get just a little extra bit of oomph in it because otherwise I find if I shoot at 1600 and develop for 1600 my shadows get really flat and very, very grainy. And I don't like them like that. Um I have more play when I shoot it that way. So that's what I would do for for festivals. That would be it.
0: Nice. Chris, any uh
4: any thoughts? Uh well I can't I can't fall through Jess. Jess is like the queen of doing this. <laughs> um I'm thinking what I would probably do. I Do one of two things one i'm very tempted to bring a polaroid to that just because of the funness of everything that you could shoot there um i'm assuming if it's a festival you're probably gonna be outdoors probably gonna be relatively good lighting, but you know you know knock on wood you never really know but i just feel like polaroids lead itself so easily into like casual like candid shooting and that would be the type of vibe i'd be trying to go for so i would probably actually bring like a polaroid camera probably any of the 600 Polaroid cameras that I have. Um, I think that would probably be my go-to as a first thought. Um, if I also bring a 35 millimeter camera, I probably bring, I haven't shot this in a very long time, but probably, I think it was like an Olympus 35 SP because it had like a, a very simple um, rangefinder uh, focusing. And I feel like for, the situation of like a concert i just i don't really want to think too too much i just want to be able to just to be like shoot to be like cool i did a thing something happened and um i would probably also be doing 35 or i probably doing color film uh i probably going more towards probably superior just because i just like how they how the tones of it kind of comes about comes across as a little bit um more natural in a sense i i don't know if that's the right word i'm looking for but i like it i like it for i think i would like it for that situation i think that is the um the route I would go but yes Jess I had to pick your brain about something else after this call because I want to pick your brain about something later so
3: <laughs> absolutely I was actually going to say that another camera I use because you mentioned the Olympus SP another yeah. camera I have used in fest outdoor music festivals is my uh, Olympus 35 RC that camera okay. is fantastic uh, for outdoor festivals, because it doesn't look like a professional camera. No one has any idea what it is. They're like, what is that thing? It's not a point and shoot, it's, but it's so small. Um, and it's super easy to focus. And outside, you don't need anything lower than 2.8, and you can put any film in it. And it's a lot of fun to use. So definitely a rangefinder
4: is a good idea because people don't have any idea what that is. Yeah, I, I try to, I, I'm thinking of like, I would want something that is like not. Yeah, like you said, not something that's like not something that's super like professional looking just because I feel like they're, they're more like imposing. There are people and that's why I kind of want what would go more towards like a because it's a fun camera. It's like a toy camera. It is a toy camera. Yeah. And people are less like scared of taking having their picture taken by this like toy. Whereas if you bring out like, sorry, James, a Hasselblad, then it's like, oh, that looks like a serious camera. This is a serious photographer. And I am the least serious person you'll ever meet in real life. So please don't bring a Hasselblad to a a festival <laughs> talk about breaking stuff
0: <laughs> yeah last time i went to a music festival i was turned back at the gate because my camera was too professional yeah so um honestly i would bring the uh, lomo apparat especially if it was outside um it's a simple use camera um i'd keep the flash off um it has a 21 millimeter f11 lens so everything will be in focus um if you break it it's no big deal. It's um, it's a $90 camera. So yeah, it's still a bit pricey, but it's under $100. Um, and again, it would just depend on the light situation, what I would bring. Um, you can add on, like it has a split attachment as well. You could just have a lot of fun. You don't have to bring a bag. You don't have to bring your accessories. You can tuck a few extra rolls of a uh, 35 millimeter in your pocket and you're good to go. Keep it simple in this case. Bill, any ideas? Oh,
1: man. on this one no 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 uh back when the world was younger and slightly less weird uh and back before i thought nine o'clock was the new midnight i did rock and roll photography and i used to be photograph a friend's band multiple friends bands uh i did some for casey and the moonshine band it was just sort of like a psychobilly outfit they played a lot at the cadillac lounge and I had another friend who, which is sort of a dual, just bassist and drums, uh, known as the Shanks. I don't know if the Shanks are still going as a going concern. Uh, the lead singer is still busy with his architecture practice. So when I shot the Shanks, I usually rolled with Nikon Pro Body and you know the usual coterie of lenses. But again, I think the last Shanks show I did was at least Palace. And I was running with a, a Nikon F3 HP with a motor drive and I had the the speed light as well, and it's like, and I was, you know, I had everything from like a 28 to a 200 lens, and 200 lenses, so I could get the drummer on stage without actually having to go on stage, because, well, I got the go-ahead from the band to shoot like a madman, Yeah, I kind of asked, can I go on stage? Okay, fine, I I picked my vantage points, and and I, I covered it really well, so again, this is less outdoor concert fe- festival like say ashiega or you know uh or um the old cfmy picnics of the late 1980s which now i'm reading myself uh this is more like grotty rock and roll club like lee's palace or the horseshoe tavern um, i trying to think of another one uh i shot in yes cameron's oh man cameron's has got character i've been to the cameron house yeah i wonder if they still got the giant ants on the side of the wall on the exterior nice but yeah f3 simple simple center way to we metering and it'll be hp5 pushed to 1600 nice james how about you
2: uh, well, I, um, I'm i going to operate on the assumption you're going to the music festival as both a spectator and casual photographer. You're not there to actually do real work um, or paid work, let's say. Um, it's going to be the Olympus 35 SP, um, I think. Nothing like that. 50 millimeter, 1.7, sharp as shit, built like a tank. Um, You know, and I guess for daytime use, it would likely be HP5, um, just a good all around 400 speed film, I guess, because lighting could be a little bit unpredictable. Um, And then for nighttime, where you basically have nothing but shit light, um, I would probably go with Delta 3200 shot at 1000 ISO, which is its native speed um which will help you with the grain etc um and probably just as an experiment which i have to try now because i'm in love with 510 pyro would be developing that shit in 510 pyro just to see what it would look like um otherwise i would just you know consult the massive dev chart and see what people are are doing with um delta 3200 at 1000 iso. So um that is actually delta 3200 at box um not pushed. So uh that I think would probably get some pretty cool results. Nice. And I okay. potentially bring an, an on camera flash um just for just just to you know have have a little bit of fun. See if I can drag the shutter on that thing and kind of muck around with it but you know, it'd be kind of cool.
0: Since we're this is going really well, um I've cut out a few few things. So now we're going to get into a two interesting situations. Um, urban exploration. Chris, why don't you kick this off?
4: Uh, why did I see this one coming all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I need a tripod. That's the first one right there. But probably the Rollie, really 2.8, like medium format. Um, put on a tripod, let it if I have a like a, a shutter release, use that. i probably take that just because i think well i'm thinking i'm thinking mostly uh julie like julie douglas and her work that she shoots on mm. i think it's, it's a yashica i think it's what she shoots yeah it on.
0: The and, 124G.
4: yeah and i think that she has some like really beautiful things that she gets from that and uh because i'm not creative on myself i would try to mimic the same type of imagery but i would probably do yeah i probably would take the Roly 2.8 use a tripod and this huh I don't think I'd use color. I think I'd use black and white for this. Oh, that feels dirty all of a sudden. Um, I haven't even shot black and white in a very long time. This is very interesting now. And I'm trying to think, because I think the last time I shot black and white, I did like HP5. Or you? Uh, what
1: have you done with Chrissy? I'm
4: sorry. I'm sorry, Bill. Let me, t- let me, let me try this again. I'd use a Polaroid. Okay. <laughs> Flashes everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I do probably black and white just because of like the way that urban exploration is just for that grittiness mm. do ross mine black and white with like a Ooh. the really 2.8 just like shooting the entire like nice of it um headframes frames too would be the same idea i would probably yeah that's probably what i would go towards uh i probably yeah i probably wouldn't shoot color for that which is very strange for me um, probably that's probably the route that I would take the 2.8. I probably take the one camera because I find for myself personally, because if I have too much choice then then that just leads me more to not shooting anything at all. That's just, yeah. that's just kind of how my brain works. Um, I would probably do, yeah, I probably do really 2.8. I use probably, HP5, because that's the only black and white film I can think of right now. Um or if I get if I can get my SX70 to work properly for a Polaroid bill, um, I'd use that because that gives me at least a little bit more control over um focus. And if any film is available for the SX70, I'd use whatever film is available. <laughs> um that's probably yeah, that's probably the route that I would take.
0: Nice, nice. So if if I felt very secure in a location, um, I'd probably bring my Mamiya M645. Um, The 35 millimeter, 3.5 lens, uh, nice and wide. I always liked big wide shots of um, the big empty. So industrial places like Hearn or um, Firestone, (laughs) it would work really well at mines as well. Um, If you're in uh, tight, confined spaces, you can still capture it. Um, If I was a little less um, secure in a location, definitely be my F5 um again 14 millimeter f 2.8 lens um, film would be the same for both i'd go with fuji acros um, probably acros 2 um, because again you have that full 20 minute before you have to start compensated compensating for reciprocity both cameras i have cable releases for um, developer Perceptol, hands down and i would probably expose 80 for the medium format 100 at 35 millimeter jess you're going trespassing. What would you bring
4: <laughs> before Jess goes, I just want to make sure that I made uh, I made this very clear. If I was shooting uh, black and white film, uh, the v- developer I would use would be me giving it to Alex to develop it for me.
0: Right over to I've you, Jess. High road is
4: awesome.
3: Okay, so I have two cameras that I would bring, and I think both of these would probably depend on if I felt comfortable. Like I it. I would probably make sure I feel comfortable, um, but I would try to go somewhat lightweight with this one, um, And but I can't leave medium format behind, so I'd probably bring my M645000S as well, uh, but I only have the 45 millimeter lens, so I think that would be wide enough. Um, that camera is light enough that I can run away <laughs> with it in my hand, but heavy enough that if I need to use it as a weapon, I can uh, if I'm ever feeling unsafe, but um, yeah, I would probably bring that. And if I was feeling really safe, I would actually pull out a pinhole uh, and Ooh. really play around with some long exposures. I think that could be kind of neat. And because sometimes pinhole can give you a bit of a distorted look, and then you could like run across the frame and pretend to be a ghost. And I don't know, you could just like really experiment. Um, and the two films I would bring is Acros and XR100, because both of them are very similar um, in reciprocity failure, or like how long you have before they start to fail. Uh, So you can do some really nice long exposures without having to worry too much about compensating. And they're very low grain. So it would be fun to kind of have that in a typically gritty kind of situation. Nice, nice. Oh, and I haven't been mentioning how I develop film this whole time, (laughs) I forgot. Um, But honestly, color work, it goes to the lab. Uh, and all my black and white work gets developed in Excel. That's it.
1: There we go. Bill, how about you? I've only dabbled in herbex uh in the past. On two occasions, I've been through what is now the Evergreen Brickworks prior to its restoration.
0: Good choice. Once,
1: uh with my brothers borrowed I borrowed his Leica R4 and a couple of lenses. It was okay, but I did not have a tripod with me. And you know, some Lent took a great summer, a little fuzzy, but it is what it is. I went back with another friend a few years later with an Icon F2, something or other, in a stupid cold day in February. I was smart. I took a tripod with me this time, and it was an Icon F2. It was Ilford HP5. So, even if I was going to go into an Urbex environment, it'll probably still be HP5 because you can push and pull it, like toffee, taffy, you can't go wrong. It'll still deliver an amazing result. Uh, and again, tripod is a must because, again, your compromised lighting is probably the b- most polite way of putting it.
2: And James, how about you? All right. So notwithstanding any safety issues and how comfortable you feel about where you are, it would be a Hasselblad with the 50 millimeter Distagon. Uh, nice and no color film for me uh uh doing urban x uh i would go uh for a slower speed film would be acros uh, because of the re- reciprocity failure characteristics or lack thereof um and um uh, and i would probably develop those and i mean such a huge it would either be perceptol microdol x and i'd be shooting it at 80 always by the way um, with a tripod of course so um depending on the scenery probably uh the choices i would have for developer would be mike x um fx 39 and uh i still need to try it but 510 pyro um and then for a higher speed film it would be old school tri x 400 uh in the original stuff uh yeah the Rodinal original stuff because if we're gonna go hard we're gonna go hard nice
0: And our last situation is you are going in as a combat photographer. Um, My choice would be my uh, FE and FE2. I would definitely bring two cameras with me. Um, I would have a uh, 28 millimeter on the um, FE. And the um, 105 millimeter F2.5 on the FE2, but I would also make sure that I had in my bag uh, an 85 millimeter F2 and uh, probably a, a 51.4. Um, my film of choice would be Pan 400. And I would be developing it in Kodak D19 because we definitely need to boost the contrast in that. And who cares about grain? Because who knows what sort of chemicals and water you're dealing with when you are out in the field. Bill, what about you? What would you bring to war? Are
1: we talking a current conflict? Doesn't matter. Okay, assuming we're anywhere in the last 40 years i probably keep it relatively simple i'm not going to go the cliche apocalypse down nikon f a la dennis hopper as entertaining that look would be i'm going to be a little more practical i'm going to say a pair of nikon f2s 24 a 30 and it doesn't matter if it's pre-ai or ai or or an, a, or an f2 as does not matter it's got to be an f2 it's going to have a 24 to eight, 35 f2 the 85 18 and i want a 200 f4
0: Nice
1: because as much as I love the 10525, I think the 85 covers more of the portrait stuff. But you know, the 200F4, you're going to need that little bit of I heard I said to borrow Nigel Tuffle's term, you want it to go to 11, or in this <laughs> case, you want to catch that shot, but you don't want to risk going out into that field, which may have a bunch of anti personnel mines and whatever else that could blow the bottom half of your leg off. So, yeah, 200F4. Nice. <laughs> extra reach and that 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 would be my cap chris what about you
4: i can honestly say i've never considered taking a camera into a combat situation before um i don't know what i would bring to war with me (laughs) um i kind of have two schools of thoughts on this one is am i taking these photos for future generations to like try to like take a look back and be like what the heck happened in toronto of 2020 2023 that cause all this apocalypse war happening. Um so is it if it's like more like documenting, trying to do like like a documentary style or like whatever, like photojournalism esque style, I probably take the Nikon FE. Um for the sheer fact that I know it is relatively reliable. I'm gonna use the word relatively because you know knock on wood. Um I know that it is small enough that I can put it into a bag, but not necessarily a pocket. And film, I whatever film I can bring into this war situation that I found myself in. If I had, if I had a choice, it would probably end up being color film because, well, one, why not? Is kind of like my first thought because that's just how my brain kind of works in general. Um, <laughs> part of me wants to joke around and say I bring Port- portrait 400 just because, like, if I'm gonna go all out, why not do why not do something really wild out there? Um, but I know I probably in like reality, I probably do. The Nikon FE, if it's more like kind of like photojournalism, I want the future to know what happened. Toronto 2023, back in the day, you guys don't understand what happened, what we saw. No, um, that's kind of like the one thought that I have. The other thought that I had was that for sheer simplicity, it would actually, it actually might be a Polaroid because it's fast, it's quick. I could take a shot, throw into a pocket, run away. If they find my corpse in Young Dundas Square, they'll see what I last saw. They don't have to wait for it to get developed. It's, like, right there. But, like, also just because, like I said before, I think I mentioned this before, for the uh, um, music festival, kind of Candid-esque. So it really just kind of depends on the reason why I'm taking the photos. Um, Probably for Candid-esque and just for simplicity, I'd probably gravitate towards, like, a Polaroid just because I think that would just be gritty in a very morbid sense. Um, But if I'm doing more, like, photos for the masses to understand, how we live that that would probably be Nikon, Nikon FE, probably Portrait 400, just because why the heck not? But more likely, it would be like a Kodak Gold, just like something very simple. Um, and yeah, it's a, this is the future that's going to develop my film anyway. So, however, they want to develop the film, it's a uh, it's that's on them.
0: There we go. How about you, James?
4: Uh,
2: gosh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, and I don't know why it's not been talked about today, but I'm gonna go with a Nikon FM3A um because I was thinking fe2 and then I'm like no let's go for the fm3a I mean you never know right like you know you're gonna want that little bit of extra technology and we're not talking about you know wars of 70 years ago um or we might be but let's assume we're not so we'll go with the fm3a um 51.4 35 f2 and an 85 1.4 even though you're probably not going to need them that fast anyway. And I would, you know, for nostalgia's sake, I'm going to go with uh, what most wartime photographers probably shot, and that would be Tri-X 400, uh, developed in Rodenol, and stock bath with pee or your coffee water. Um, uh, Yeah, I guess that, yeah.
0: Nice. And Jess, how about you?
3: So as much as I'd love to pull a Robert Kappa here and go out with the Roliflex 2.8E and a little Roliekin, so then I could shoot 120 or 35, um, I probably wouldn't sacrifice that camera, <laughs> not mm. at today's prices anyways. Uh, so I would actually probably just grab the Canon F1. Um, I've got a 24 millimeter, I think it's a 1, uh, 2.8. Which is a really beautiful lens, uh, and the 85 1.8, so that I could stay a little further away (laughs) and still get some nice shots, but not be quite in the action if I, you know, want to run away quickly or something. Um, but then when I do want to be up close and do more documentary style, I would have the 24. Um, what I like about that lens is I don't find it distorts anything like even architecture and stuff. Like you still get Mm. some nice straight lines. So if you're around buildings and stuff, then it doesn't look too wide or distorted. Um, so that's a really fun one to use. And I would just go straight up HP five. Uh, Because that film can handle anything. It can handle heat. It can handle cold. It can handle any developer. It can handle your pee for stop, I suppose, like James said. (laughs) You know, that film is just so versatile. It'll do anything. You can push it, whatever. Um, And yeah, I wouldn't do color. I don't think I'd do color. Just, I don't know why. I always picture war photography in black and white. For So I would stick with black and white.
0: Definitely. It's a classic. I agree. Well. That wraps up this episode. Um, something a little different from us. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm glad we could get um, everyone here because it's definitely worked better with five people than three. Um, lots of great answers. Um, so, yeah, until next time, my name's Alex Louse. Remember, when you're trespassing, run from security, but surrender to the police.
2: I guess I'll go. Uh, This is James Lee. Um, I have nothing overly witty to say today, unfortunately, but hey, look, we've gone through a bunch of different scenarios. Um, Just shoot whatever feels right for you and um, it doesn't really matter what the situation is, whatever closest camera and roll of film you have, just go for it. This
1: is Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival. It's just, I'm just going to be honest, regardless what scenario you're in, run with what you're comfortable with that you know you're going to get consistent results
3: this is jess hobbs um honestly i run to run away from bears and cops so (laughs) i would just run away with whatever's lightest uh which is not the rb67
4: Uh, i guess i'm last so i'm chris uh guess talk to y'all later guys gals non-binary pals
3: Banjo music. <laughs> yeah, I heard they were getting banjos, don't, banjo. Don't enable
1: Joanne. She's writing
4: a new theme song
3: with banjos. Dueling with banjos, banjos is what I heard. Jo- Jody has one.
4: We could <gasps> get the two of them together. Uh-oh. I have to meet Jody every single time something pops up. I, I just... met
1: Jody online, but I want to meet the guy in person.